Hey guys, guess what? It's a delicious Wednesday. <laughs> Looking up is about to start. Welcome to the Looking Up program. It is December 7 and we are coming to you live on a on a wonderful Wednesday afternoon. But I'll, I'll introduce who we're with. As always, we're with Pastor Danny. Good to have you here, Pastor Danny. I am so happy to be here <laughs> on this, um, I was going to say, deliciously yeah, delightful delicious. December 7 Wednesday afternoon, but it's a bit cloudy, but it's still lovely. It is. And it we're is. in summer. We're in summer. It, well, that is exciting. And I'm in shorts. <laughs> That's true. Oh, if they could only see my legs. <laughs> if they could only see my legs. <laughs> well, we're just also just as joined. well we're on radio. Just as well we're on radio. <laughs> we're also joined in studio by our wonderful producer Shell. Yay! And uh, as always, she's going to have some. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> she's going to have some good songs for us to enjoy oh, she's as always we, got the best songs. we go through the program. So we're excited. Today mm-hmm. we are mm-hmm. talking about some pretty hot topics. What are we talking about? <sighs> we're talking about um, the world coming to an end. <laughs> In a nutshell, no, just <laughs> very uplifting. Stick around; it's only going to get better. Um, no, seriously, we're we're once again talking um, about some of the significant events that are taking place around us that are telling us that Jesus is coming soon. Mm. So we need to continue to keep looking up because that day of redemption is drawing nigh. And we're going to be taking a look at, you know, a couple of the big items that are making, um, you know, world headlines continually, which is the climate mm-hmm. and family and in particular, you know, the, the, the spiritualism that is running rife in the world today Ooh. and how that's going to be the glue that's going to bring the world together one final time. We can't wait to unpack that. So it's huge, huge, huge. Huge. Just getting huge. (laughs) Well, that's exciting. And uh, we're so glad that our listeners are joining us. We have a dedicated studio number, 0488-17624. We'd love to hear from you. If you have a comment, question, uh, prayer request even, please text us. The number again, 048-18-1764. You can also download the Faith FM app. I'd encourage you to do that. That means you have full coverage as long as you have data anywhere you go, uh, which is great because sometimes the towers, the radio mm. towers <laughs> don't always give the best signal, but get the app and you can listen wherever you go. Amen. And uh, you can also go to the website and browse all past episodes of this program and every Program that so if you're thinking of what to do over Christmas and the New Year period, <laughs> you if, now you're, know. if you've got nothing to do, you can just sit and listen to That's one program right. after another. I imagine lots of people would want to do oh, that. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Wouldn't you want to just do that? If you've got nothing else to do. Just under a tree, <laughs> in a park. Listening to the Looking Up show. Oh, absolutely. Well, we're going to listen now to Sean Bontrager, the Sean Bontrager family. I hope I said that correctly. But Take Up Your Cross is the title of this song. Let's enjoy it. And then continue with uh, some comments on the news. Well, Jesus lived his life on earth so we could clearly see the narrow path. The narrow path. To victory. To victory. He was despised, rejected, tempted, broken by his enemies. And yet he lived. And yet he lived perfectly. Take up your cross. Take up your cross is what he says to you and me. We must die, we must die to be set free. If we be crucified with Christ, with Him we rise victoriously. Take up your cross, take up your cross and follow me. The master of this world, He comes attempting us today. He wants us all, He wants us all. The narrow way, the narrow way. He knows that if we give a little. We then will stay, so we must die. We must die every day. Take up your cross. Take up your cross is what he says to you and me. We must die. We must die to be set free. If we be crucified with Christ, with him we rise victoriously. Take up your cross. Take up your cross and follow me. of gloom and sadness it is peace and joy divine my life is his my life is his it is his mine it is his mine oh what a day of great rejoicing when we meet him in the 
the sky, there we shall live. There we shall live and never die. Take up your cross. Take up your cross is what it says to you and me. We must die. We must die to be set free. If we be crucified with Christ, with Him we rise victoriously. Take up your cross. Take up your cross and follow me. What a wonderful wow. message in song. Beautiful, beautiful imagine, harmonies. Yeah, imagine singing like that as a family. <laughs> wow. Yeah, amazing. It yeah, is beautiful, beautiful harmonies. Very beautiful. Loved it. I loved every second of that song. Yeah, me too. Well, Pastor Danny, we like to talk about current events as mm. they relate to what the Bible says happens and will happen before mm. Jesus comes again. And you alluded in the beginning that there's quite a lot going on. There is indeed. Um, do you want to elaborate? Oh, absolutely. Well, even though we're heading to, to Christmas and downtime and people you know, just taking a break and chilling out, catching up with family and friends, but there's still so much um, making news headlines when it comes to Bible prophecy. And um, I guess the first thing we want to tap into, Sharissa, is something that's very, very close to home, and that's the interest rates, oh, yeah. which have gone up again for the eighth yes. consecutive time this year. So I think most of our listeners will be up to speed with, with where things are at unless they haven't listened to the news. And we do have listeners yes. who don't... Tune into the you know the everyday news, but they do catch up with our program because although we share news headlines, but we share them from a prophetic point of view, and we always share from a positive point of view, and that is that Jesus is coming soon. These news headlines tell us that Jesus is coming soon, which they obviously won't get on the news, the everyday news. So the interest rates have gone up again by another quarter percent, and so we are really in a in a real pickle, uh, Sharissa. When it, when, it, when it comes to the interest rates and uh, where where they are at. And, you know, to put it all in perspective, um, we, have, we have the interest rate, which was at 0.1% before May, because on the first Tuesday of every month, the Reserve Bank meets, and that's when they make a decision whether they're going to put the interest rates up um, or, or down or leave them as is. And so it was at 0.1%. Before the first Tuesday in May, and now it's at three point one percent. So a big increase. It's gone up a huge amount. It's gone up by three percentage points. And so, if you if you have a, a home loan of around seven hundred and fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars, right, which is normal, you know, in especially in one of the big cities, you know, seven hundred fifty thousand dollars is not a lot of money these days. Um, you probably need more than that to buy a home. You are looking at paying an extra fourteen hundred dollars a month in interest. Not to mention, you know, petrol prices have gone up as well during that time. Food prices have gone up. Everything's um, going. Everything's up. going up. So it's a really, really challenging time. And power. Yeah, power. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a they're, they're having they're having discussions right now. I mean, they will be soon with the prime minister. The the premiers will be meeting with the prime minister. I understand this this coming Friday. Um, he's got COVID, by the way. Did you hear? Yeah, I did hear yeah, that. Our prime minister, for the second time. Poor guy. For the second time. Actually, quite a lot of people I know are getting COVID. At for the, the second time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's 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 become very Going common. Again. Very, very common. Um, so anyway, they're going to look to see what they can do about this, um, you know, the, these prices going up, the energy prices going up, which are putting a real strain on families. And so it's it's a really difficult situation that a lot of people are finding themselves in. And Charissa, 
uh, we say this each week and we need to say it again. Jesus said we need to store up our treasure in heaven. Mm. Um, and the only way, the only way that we can have true peace, no matter what is going on, no matter where the interest rates are, no matter what's going on with the economy, is if Christ is front and center in our lives. That's right. Putting our our finances uh, not above Him, <laughs> so Jesus first, um, and God, and following God's financial plan as well. Putting God first, even in our finances. Absolutely, um, that's the only way to really be safe and secure as we face the final crisis of human mm. history. Because, as you said, this world it's mm. gonna, yeah, everything's. And gonna ultimately, tank. ultimately, Revelation thirteen tells us that the day is coming when God's people. Uh, will have no human support available mm. to them. Mm. You know, all earthly support will be stripped away from them. But God is able to but provide. God will provide for them. He fed. He fed Elijah with ra- you know ravens brought him food. Mm. He fed two million Israelites in the desert for forty years. Watered them. Watered them. No hospital. He That's provided right. for them. No Centrelink office. Yep. You know. Even their sandals didn't wear out. Exactly, and their clothes. Everything was fine, and um, and they were blessed. So. God has a thousand ways, Charissa, you know, of meeting our needs. That's encouraging um, to know, isn't it? Absolutely. Especially in these times. And you know what? And I just want to uh, sort of share something. I won't share the person who rang me up this week, but the person rang me up and they had a, a difficult um, financial issue that had arisen for them. Um, they'd given money to someone who was supposed to supply a product. That person didn't come through with this product from overseas and it was a significant amount of money. Mm-hmm. And so they said, well... Pastor Danny, do you think it would be okay if I tap into my tithing in order to reimburse myself because I was trying to do a good deed um, in purchasing this product on behalf of someone? And um, and I said, no. I said, look, trust in God. He'll take care of you. Don't take matters into your own hands. And so there may be some, Charissa, who may be tempted to tap into you know, God's tithe in order to pay for those electricity prices that will be going up or for the mortgage or for the rent Mm -hmm. that is going up. And we know rents are going up as well. Um, Or whatever the case may be, um, I want to encourage you, my dear friend, if that temptation comes across your path, don't give in to that temptation, but trust in God that he will take care of you and place your tithes and your offerings where they belong, according to God's holy word, and believe and trust that God will take care of you. That's right. Yeah. And when it comes to rent, I heard just this week um, a new term, uh, rent bidding. I heard that too. Yeah, rent bidding where, you know, we've heard about people bidding for, you know, homes at auctions, um, but this is rent bidding. And this kind of happens behind the scenes, Charissa. It's not something that happens because it's illegal, to do, um, but yeah, you've got individuals who are willing to pay more and more and more for a home, and that unfortunately squeezes, you know, the lower income earners out of the rental market, mm. and so you know the the rental market, the rental vacancy rate as of November um, last month. I mean, the national, this is Australia wide, the national vacancy rate is 08 percent. not even 1% of all rental properties are available for rent. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, you know, so mortgages are going up. Um, Everything is going up and rental rental prices are going up, but there's just a shortage of homes. Mm -hmm. And so more and more people sadly will be probably sleeping in their cars or sleeping in tents or it's, it's, it's a really difficult situation. And, 
you know, I'm not sure if we'll get into this in the program, but I'll say that now it appears that um, unless unless God puts puts the handbrake on or something miraculous happens next year, most likely um, our world economy is potentially going to tank. You know, the UK is already in in recession. Um, the United States, Australia, with inflation continuing as it is. And Revelation does talk about a new world economy. And so we've got a new digital currency that is currently being trialed um, and worked on. We've got these digital identity bills, which we might, which we'll talk a little bit about, and um, digital passport and so forth. So everything's going digital. So it's as if our, our entire system of how we do life is, is transitioning to something very different to what we have had. We've got, you know, we've got artificial intelligence now. We've got surveillance. Um, well, we've yeah. got a whole bunch of technology in place right now that we didn't even have five years ago that will enable governments um, greater control. to offer greater control and, and, and also not just greater control, but this will also uh, be a way, be a way to to unify the world, world business, world governments in one, in one more so than at any other time. Mm-hmm. So you know the the builders of Babel who wanted to make a name for themselves and wanted to build this great empire for themselves. Yep. Well, we're we're looking at the coming together of this final. Babylonian system that the Bible uh, describes in Revelation, which is incredible. It is. And actually on that note, uh, this was a news article that I just saw that came out yesterday. The title says, Papua New Guinea considers biometric voting system launches new digital digital ID for banking. They're just going to trial it, but it's like a pilot. Uh, Yeah, amazing. So, yeah, so that's really, really interesting. And um, I think you mentioned this... um, either last week or you might have just shared this in text message regarding um, at the G20 that was being held um, at during during the climate summit yeah, that was taking place right. there in Egypt, you know, the G20 where, where the 20 leading nations in the world, the 20 leading economies in the world um, signed up to a COVID-19 passport. Yeah, that was really interesting, wasn't it? Really, really fascinating. So, Because um, you don't need that and to travel to... Every place in the world, but right. obviously, there's plans afoot to make it something that. So, amongst the G20 nations, and that's yeah. basically seventy or so percent of the world's population. Correct. Uh, and these are the big economies. You know, Australia's part of the G20. So it's really, really interesting. You know, where where that is all going, and um, and how that is all, all panning out. So, um, yeah, I guess um, I don't know. If, yeah, I guess. My brother-in-law is talking to my sister on the way here um, to, to the radio this afternoon, and uh, she was telling me that her husband, who is a director of his company, is a farmer, and he had to he had to, he had to apply for this director digital identity, um, I guess passport, if you want to call it that, or whatever it is, this digital identity um, bill. That's that that's come out for directors. There's about a million or more directors in Australia, and there's um, a fine of up to thirteen thousand dollars if you don't get it. Really? Yeah, up to thirteen thousand dollars, <laughs> up to a million dollars even, wow. but a minimum of thirteen thousand dollars. So um, it's really really interesting how how this digital um, ID system is being rolled out in so many different sectors. 
Yeah, so did you want to say something on our friend who is huge, huge, huge? <laughs> is that Donald Trump? Oh, how did you guess? How did you guess? Because that's how he says huge. Huge, huge, huge. Well, well um, he had a huge statement. He did. That he made headlines. Yeah, but you might have to elaborate. I'll say what I oh, think. Okay. I like because okay, uh, okay. I only saw one right. one clip. Well, so you go. Our friend Donald Trump. Um, yeah, once again, he's in the headlines. And look, this was this was definitely taken out of context. Um, this is this is the headline from the Washington Post. Now, the Washington Post. They're a, they're a left leaning um, news magazine there in the United States of America. And this was the headline: GOP or you know the Republican Party. Lawmakers largely silent after Trump suggests termination of constitution. Now, really, did Donald Trump I was suggest? Really surprised when did I heard Donald that. Trump really suggest let's get rid of the United States Constitution? Did he really suggest that? The answer is no. no. No, he didn't. But what he was suggesting was that in connection with the, the voting system, in connection with the processes in relation to voting, because apparently some stuff came out through Elon Musk and Twitter that I'm not really on top of. I'm not over that. You may be. Um, but suggesting that, you know, there were some, 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 some backroom deals taking place and, you know, social media was in on that, which we, you know, which I've known all along. Um, I'm not into conspiracy theories and so forth, but it's sort of, pretty clear and obvious that, uh, you know, the media, uh, social media, big business, um, you know, they're all on the same page. Um, you know, we saw that with COVID and how that was all rolled out and, and the narrative that took place during that. So I was not surprised, but basically, yeah, so Donald Trump's been accused of um, suggesting that the United States Constitution be terminated um, after more than 250-odd years of, of that or around 250 years of the United States Constitution. And um, that that's not really true. So um, basically what he said in, in connection with this, he said, a massive fraud of this type and magnitude allows for the termination of all rules, regulations and articles, even those found in the Constitution. Um, our great founders did not want and would not condone false and fraudulent elections. So his comments were in concern of the election, not in concern of the other thing. But, but Sharissa, I do want to share that we do know from Bible prophecy that the United States will shred and tear up the First Amendment of its Constitution, which is the separation of church and state. That's right. So it will do that according to Revelation 13. Mm -hmm. So Donald Trump's not specifically speaking of this, but that is happening one day and it will happen because the Bible says it will. Amazing. Well, we are, we are running out of time in this section here. I've just got one comment actually from Mark. He says, hi team, surely some homeowners who have a spare room and second bathroom or even shared with basic kitchen bathroom setup could offer cheap rent to help folks looking for a rental property mm. until they get a home to rent. Mm -hmm. Rental bidding is a pretty low concept. God bless Mark. It's good mm. to hear from you, Mark. Absolutely. And uh, we have some other comments coming in as well. We'll have to share them. But uh, let's enjoy Wise Men Still Seek Him. How appropriate for this time of year. Wise Men Still Seek Him by Candy and Daryl Coon. When I was a little boy on my mama's lap I heard all the stories just before I took my nap But the story that I liked the best was the one about a star 
wise men saw it from the west. It was gonna lead them far. An angel came and told them to follow all the way. Find that little baby wherever he may lay. The story.
listen to Faith FM anytime, anywhere with the free Faith FM app, available on the Apple App Store and the Android Google Play Store. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. You look stressed. I am. The cost of living these days is making it so hard to get ahead. It sure is. Did you know you could really cut your weekly food costs down by visiting the Hamilton Food Pantry? There are two options, actually. Every Thursday from 4 to 5 p.m., there's a way to get low-cost groceries at the Hamilton Seventh-day Adventist Church in a shop-style setting. And then on Fridays from 10 to 11, there's free fruit, veg and bread and $5 hampers at the Hamilton South Community Hall 29 Fowler Street, Hamilton. Oh, wow. That would be such a help. I'm going to head there this week. Hey, everyone. You're listening to a repeat of our live show, Looking Up. That's right. And if you think this is good, you'll definitely want to tune in on Wednesdays at 3.30 to join us for the live event because you can actually participate. It's a free giveaway that you can claim. You can text in your questions and prayer requests. Live is so much more fun. So catch you then. Pastor Danny, we were getting through quite a bit of news before, but there's still maybe a couple of headlines we, we might like to share. And we actually were hearing some comments mm, from people. Some maybe feedback, I can. Some uh, excellent feedback. Thank yeah. you so much. And I'll just say the number in case others have more 048 um, I'll read this one. We don't know who this is from. It's unknown, but COP27, they said, introduced a lot of climate info, bringing religion into it with their Eco Bible website, Climate Justice has all the info on their 10 spiritual principles and repentance ceremony. This is clearly the new one world religion and politics combining in the name of climate change by clever deception relating it to God and the real Bible. The two volumes of the Eco Bible is based on Genesis through to Deuteronomy. I hadn't heard of this before. And then they added also the website Interfaith Sustain has more info on the Eco Bible. There you go. Eco Bible. Hadn't heard of it. Yeah, well, I Googled it in between. Um, yeah. Uh, the, the the news and and us coming back and yeah I, I had heard a little bit of it but I hadn't heard too much of it yeah written by two Jewish authors and yeah very two two Jewish yeah I guess one's a rabbi um, yeah they're both rabbis actually two two Jewish rabbis have written it and um, so it looks at looks at those first five books of the Bible you know the Torah which mm-hmm. is you know the the supreme part of the scriptures for 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 our Jewish friends. And they're looking at, you know, the environmental ecology through those first five books of the Bible. Very, very fascinating. Fascinating indeed. We did hear from our friend Margie. Margie Grant. Oh, Margie. She's wonderful. (laughs) She says, Danny, you are right. Some of us don't listen to the news, so keep up the reporting. Here and the morning show are my two places of news. It's nice you explain it all. Good Praise to hear the Lord. from Margie. Praise the Lord, Margie, because the news we're going to share is always from a prophetic point of view and from a view that encourages us with the nearness of Christ coming so that we may continue to look up. So whatever we share, it's always from that point of view. Generally speaking, we will throw in a few <laughs> a few bits and pieces that aren't really prophetically significant from time to time. Yep. Um, but, yeah, generally speaking, it's it's from a prophetic point of view. Absolutely. Yeah, so thank you for sharing. Was there anything else that anyone shared, Teresa? No, that was all the, the good uh, that's, feedback That's all we, we have. Had, thank you so, so yeah. much for that. Regarding um, yeah, COP27, we are going to talk a little bit about that in our in our Bible study today. Okay. Um, those those 10 principles uh, that were 
that were set out at COP27. There were green commandments, Sharissa, Mm -hmm. that were taken up on what's considered to be Mount Sinai. We don't know whether it's the real Mount Sinai there at St. Catharines. I've been up that hill, well, up that mountain. Um, We climbed up that back in 2010 when I did a tour of the Middle East and we went down to that very place. Um, But they had green commandments and they smashed those green commandments as a sign or as a symbol that we have smashed our commitment to taking care of the environment and something needs to happen. So it was a symbolic gesture. So, yeah, no, COP27, certainly um, very, very interesting and fascinating and, and I believe yeah, Bible prophecy is certainly um, unfolding in, in, in the things that are taking place in the climate movement. Mm-hmm. So we're going to look at that a little more today. Um, now, what else is making news headlines? Um, it's interesting that in the West, generally speaking, we are moving further and further to the left. And you know what I mean by that? Charissa, to the opposite left. Opposite to the right. Yes, opposite, very much opposite <laughs> to the right. And, um, you know, this, uh, you know, the left is, is, is basically, in a nutshell, a more liberal way of looking at the world and living life, more secular, more godlessness, um, more, more out of touch with the principles and the foundations of God that he has given us to in his word in the Ten Commandments and um, more in line, sadly, with, with the enemy's template for how we live life. And it's interesting that here in Australia, uh, this is this is a very, very sad statistic, Sharissa, an extremely sad statistic, and I was kind of tossing up, do I share this, do I not, do I share it, do I not? And I've decided to share it just as a, as a way for us to recognise um, how close we are to the end. And I'm going, to, I'm going to say something that our listeners may not have thought about. Um, yeah. When it comes to our adolescents here in Australia, they are really doing it tough. Um, there is so much confusion um, in that space through social media that they are bombarded with. And, you know, once upon a time we used to, we used to kind of not joke around, but there was a little saying, if someone was confused, they didn't know what to do, they would say, well, you don't know whether you're Arthur or Martha. You remember that? <laughs> yeah. The person doesn't know whether they're Arthur or Martha. I've heard that, yes. Yeah. Okay, it's a kind of an old saying. Some of our listeners that have been around for a little while, you will know that. That, that simply means the person is confused, they're unsure, they're, they're indecisive. Mm-hmm. Well, today there are so many young people, sadly, that... Um, uh, are having gender dysphoria. They do not know whether they are male or a female. Mm. You know, the, the simplicity of biology that once upon a time was taken for granted today is confusing for many young people and it's very tragic. Just to give yep. you the statistics, these statistics came out um, in one of the newspapers recently and it shared the number of um, uh Adolescents at, uh, visiting public adolescent gender clinics. So the number of young Australians who were enrolled mm-hmm. in these, um, you know, public adolescent gender clinics in 2014 in Australia. So this is just the public. This is not dealing with the private or not dealing with GPs or any of that or counsellors or any of that. Just the public adolescent gender clinics. These are the statistics. In 2014, there were 211 young Australian adolescents enrolled, 211. Mm -hmm. In 2021, seven years later, 
2067. 211 to 2067. That's a huge increase. Up by 1,000%. Amazing. Tenfold. And so, you know, there's a huge rise in children, adolescents seeking gender treatment. Mm. And um, this this is a very serious issue because this is life-altering and this has has led many of these young people um, even to consider taking their own life because of what they have been going through. So this is extremely serious. I've spoken to one parent um, of, of a Christian home and she has a daughter who wants to transition, a mm. teenage daughter, and the pain and the heartache is just beyond imagination. You know, parents are not set up for that. Now, why I share this is because Jesus had, as you know, he had a soft spot for children. And in fact, he said on one occasion, you know, you are better off tying a millstone around your neck and jumping into the sea or jumping into the lake than, than hurting or, dis- or, or, or in any way harming one of the little ones, children. Jesus, Jesus protected young people. Jesus had a soft spot for young people. And the disciples uh, sought to turn the children away from, from Jesus because they felt he was too busy uh, dealing with important things related to adults. You remember what Jesus said? Suffer the little children to, to come, come unto me, me, for of such is the kingdom, the kingdom of, heaven. of heaven. And I believe that as a society, when we start destroying the lives of these young people who do not know that they've got gender dysphoria and we know that eight or nine out of ten young people who have gender dysphoria during their teenage years, they, they come out of that, they grow out of that, they move on from that. Puberty usually helps. Exactly. <laughs> and then they are comfortable in their, you know, yeah. their gender that was assigned to them at birth that they are biologically. Mm. They're comfortable with that and that's how they live their lives. But there are so many young people now and they become adults and they detransition. Mm. They have to detransition and they share the trauma and the heartache associated with that. So as parents, I mean, it's not generally parents, but as um, educators and, um, you know, people in the medical field and governments, when they are, when they are putting in place uh, measures to encourage this um, to the to the great detriment of so many children, the writings on the wall, and I believe mm. Jesus will not, He will not continue to to put up with this, seeing the little ones suffer this much. So this is a big sign that I believe Jesus is coming very soon. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I've got another headline that's kind of interesting. Um, this is from Indonesia, and this happened just yesterday. So today it's December 7th, and just want to mention that in case our listeners might be listening to a replay of this. We're live on Wednesdays, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so this is December 7th. Um, it's, the headline here is Indonesia bans sex outside marriage as parliament passes sweeping new criminal code. Um, this applies to premarital and extramarital sex, um, and this is coming from the world's largest Muslim-majority nation, um, where they've also made laws against um, it bans cohabitation before marriage, um, pre- apostasy. Did and you a- say? Did you say there's a ban? Yes. Cohabitation before marriage. Correct. So this new code, which applies to foreign residents and tourists, wow. bans cohabitation before marriage, apostasy, and provides punishment for insulting the president over expressing views counter to the national ideology. Uh, very interesting and also very interesting to read people's uh, reactions, I think. I can imagine. 
Yeah. Especially from the West. Yeah. So public floggings actually take place in the region. So for this a range is of Indonesia, Bali. Yeah. Bali is in Indonesia. That's right. So there's yeah. a few there's a few Aussies that like to visit Bali from time Lots to time. Of, yeah. <laughs> Maybe so, not all for the So yeah, well look, that's that's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting to see if they really police that or not. Um because you can well, apparently uh, only a spouse, parent or sibling can yeah. report you. Yeah, so um, I guess they've kind of left a bit of a loophole there to not completely discourage, you know, the tourists because you can imagine how many how many Australian tourists that cohabit that are not married that yeah. will be visiting Bali. And if someone is caught, then they're in prison for one year. Wow. <laughs> so they have a time out in one year in, a, in an Indonesian prison. Yeah. It's interesting that um, Vladimir Putin signed into law um, expanding Russia's rules against um, the LGBT, um, well, propaganda is the word that he used. And so we have here a, a very interesting scenario where in the West we're expanding um, the, you know, the, the, the rules and the laws and the regulations in, in connection with, um, you know, freedom um, when it comes to sexuality and so forth and expression, whereas in the, in the, in the East if I could use that term, or in the third world, like what you've read Indonesian here in Russia, they are, they are going back to more and more traditional values. Mm. Um, so that's really, really interesting. And what we know from Bible prophecy is that the pendulum is going to swing. Mm. We know that the pendulum is going to swing from the left to the right. We the are world's heading, going to go religious. We are going to go very religious. So we're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about that today. So, yeah, they're probably some of the some of the things making news headlines today, and that's probably about all I have, Sharissa, unless you have uh, anyth- I, I, anything else. That's all I think I have here too. And we can get into our, um, into our Bible study. So, um, yeah, looking forward to that. So without any further ado, Sharissa, you may want to, um, yeah, begin with prayer. Sure. And then we'll dive right in. Sure. Oh, oh Lord, we just come before you now as we begin this time of Bible study together. We've talked about lots of events in this world that really discouraging, kind of depressing, and, and really make us want to look to you because you're our only hope. We pray as we study that you would guide us and may your Holy Spirit teach us from your word. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. Well, as we continue this journey today, um, in the next couple of minutes before we before we go to uh, another beautiful music piece, um, I just want to give a brief summary of where we've been, Sharissa, and yeah. then we'll, we'll launch from there. In the last couple of weeks, we've been taking a look at the prophetic implications of, of what's been taking place in the climate change arena. So we've discovered that the United States and the Roman papacy will be at the forefront at the end of time as far as uh, prophecy is concerned, and we find that in Revelation chapter 13. And we have discovered that uh, Pope Francis, in putting out his two encyclicals, on one on the environment, Laudato Si, and the other one on human fraternity, entitled Fratelli Tutti, these two encyclicals tap into the two key areas that most people have concern over, the left and the right. The left are most concerned about the environment and the right are most concerned about marriage and the family and morality. 
And so these two encyclicals address these two issues. And we discovered in our very last program that the book of Genesis, in Genesis chapter 1 and 2, we have these three blessings. The first blessing in connection with with creation and the environment, the next blessing in connection with marriage and the family, and the third blessing in connection in connection with the Sabbath. And we've discovered that that these two encyclicals and these two uh, these two opposites in society, the left and the right, are coming together, and the enemy is going to bring them together through that through that third blessing. So we're going to take a look at that today and okay. we're going to go further and we're going to discover what's the glue that's going to bring about this incredible worship solution that Revelation talks uh, about. You have set the table. There's a meal coming, friends. George Hamilton is going to bring us Ragged Old Flag. Interesting choice. Shell's found us a good song here. I walked through a country courthouse square and on a park bench an old man was sitting there. And I said... The old courthouse is kind of run down. He said, nah, it'll do for our little town. I said, the old flagpole's leaning a little bit. That's a ragged old flag you got hanging on. He said, have a seat, son. And I sat down. Is this the first time you've been to our little old town? I said, yeah, I think it is. He said, well, I don't want to brag, but we're kind of proud of that ragged old flag. See, we got a little hole in that flag there when Washington took it across the Delaware. And it got powder burns the night that Francis Scott Key sat watching it and writing, Oh, say, can you see? It got a rip in New Orleans when Pakenham and Jackson were tugging at its seams. And it almost fell at the Alamo beside the Texas flag. But thank God she waved on that ragged old flag. She got cut with a sword at Chancellorsville. She got cut again at Shiloh's Hill. There was Robert E. Lee, Beauregard, Bragg, and the south wind blew pretty hard on that ragged old flag. And on Flanders Field in World War I, she got a great big hole from a Bertha gun. She turned blood red in World War II, and she hung limp and low a time or two. She was in Korea, Vietnam, she went where she was sent by her Uncle Sam. She waved from the ships upon the briny foam, but she's been abused in her own land right here at home. She's been burned, dishonored, denied, and refused, and the government for which she stands has been scandalized throughout the land. But she's in pretty good shape for the shape she's in, because she's been through the fire before, and I believe she can take a whole lot more. So we raise her up every morning, and we take her down every night. And we don't let her touch the ground, son, and we fold her up just right. On second thought, mister, I do like to brag, because I'm mighty proud of our country and that ragged old flag. You were listening to George Hamilton, Ragged Old Flag. That's a good old song. Mm-hmm. Well, Pastor Danny, we are here on Looking Up Program with our listeners. And before we continue in this Bible study, which you just set the table for on this wonderful Wednesday, December 7 afternoon, <laughs> we should tell our listeners the code word. Indeed, indeed. The code word today is truth 
102. And I should tell, sorry, I should tell them what they're going to get. Yeah, you tell them them what they're going to get. How many copies do we have, Shell? We have seven copies of this amazing book. Mm -hmm. It is a book entitled The Great Controversy. We're going to be quoting from that today. Do you want to give a little synopsis of why this this is something they should want to text in for? This would have to be, other than the scriptures, um, this is the most important book on Bible prophecy outside of the scriptures that we have today. Um, this book written more than a century ago, we're going to quote from this. And it was written 100 years ago. Over 100 years ago. And you're saying um, it's relevant to today. Absolutely. Absolutely. And people will be able to check that out for themselves. All so we're, right. going to, we're going to discover what this book said more than 100 years ago. This book was, I guess, the first edition came out in 1884. Um, 1888, it was, um, uh, you know, redone, and then 1911 um, was the third. In fact, the vision or, or, or the inspiration of this book, the vision that God gave to this author, um, Ellen White, took place in about 1858. So, so this book is so relevant. It takes us from the destruction of Jerusalem in 70 AD all the way through to our day and to this earth made new. Wow. Well, with that as a, as a synopsis of this free offer, we have seven copies available. The number to text is 048-17624. Text the code word TRUTH102. That's all one word, TRUTH102 to 048-17624. And if you are one of the first seven people, this book is coming to you absolutely free in compliments of us here at Faith FM. Amen. Amen. Now, folk, before we continue on, I know that you are dying to know something that I omitted to ask our co-host, Sharissa, (laughs) the one who is glowing and growing evermore. How are you doing, my friend? Just grow quietly on this program. (laughs) No, you're going, you're going, you're going. I'm doing well. You're doing well. And where are we We're up to? Yeah, 36 weeks. 30, <clears throat> 36 weeks. You know, yeah. I've got a dream. I, You know, you know how um, Martin Luther? You and Luther, Martin Luther. He had a dream. <laughs> I have a dream that, you know, that it all happens on the Faith FM looking up radio show. And, um, and we can just. I don't know if I share the dream. And we can just talk about. This amazing experience of, um, yeah, no, no, I don't have a dream about it. I don't because I'm really bad with those things. And so that's not going to end well. But in four weeks' time, God willing, uh, that's early January, Sharissa. Yeah. That's early January. Well, I got married on January 1, so try try for January 1. Okay. I've got a lot of orders. <laughs> a lot of people put in their orders, so, yeah. Oh, it's not well. exactly like that. But. <laughs> it doesn't work like that, eh? No, so I'm, I'm glad that's all going well. And um, so we've got this week and then next week, and then we're going to take a little break. And yeah, so, yeah. So next week's we're going to do a Christmas program. Yeah, Christmas program next week. So just a reminder on that. Now, Sharissa, mm-hmm. back to this Bible study. We, I, I, shared, I shared before we went to that beautiful piece of music that we have, we have in the Genesis account there, you know, the first blessing in, in connection with creation, mm-hmm. where God blesses the animals and I guess the environment that they are to inhabit. Then in the second blessing, God blesses marriage and the family. And then in the third blessing, God blesses the seventh day and he sets it aside for worship. He sets it aside for families to come together. He sets it aside for the environment to take a rest, for the animals to take a rest. So the Sabbath really is the climax of those two blessings. 
It's the third and final blessing that brings those two initial blessings together. Um, it's a beautiful climax. And so it's interesting. It's very, very interesting. And I shared this last week, and I might just start off there, how those who are on the left, they are the ones who are promoting, you know, the climate and the environment. You know, that's kind of their number one ticket item. Whereas those on the right or the conservative group who are Bible-based, more so especially speaking of the United States of America, which is going to be at the forefront of end-time Bible prophecy. So let's just stay with, with the U.S. to begin with. Um, they, are, they are big, and their big-ticket item is promoting marriage, the family, and morality. Would you mm. say that to be true? Yes. Okay. So the Sabbath, the seventh-day Sabbath, brings those two blessings together, marriage and the family and morality as well as the environment, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, taking care of the environment, taking care of the animals. And so the substitute or the counterfeit for the seventh-day Sabbath, we know from Bible prophecy, will be the first day of the week. Mm-hmm. And so it's no surprise that Pope Francis, who Revelation 13 tells us, is the leader of that system, and it's a system, that political religious system at the end of time that will combine with the United States of America, with Protestant America, will combine um, in, order to, in order to lead the world to set up you know, a brand new world order where worship will be coerced or else, which we read of in Revelation 13. It's very interesting that Pope Francis has come out with these two encyclicals, one on the environment, one on marriage and the family and morality. It's and like, he links those together and and he places and he places the first day of the week as part of that solution. It's amazing how um you know all of these if I can put it like this way dots are on the are on the page and the bible joins the dots and we're going to see the dots all get joined very quickly as as you know time plays out but the bible joins the dots already for us that we can see. It's interesting absolutely and when it comes to that document Fratelli Tutti Yes. Okay, I got this from um, the Church of Rome, a website, and uh, it's entitled Dicastry for Promoting Integral Human Development. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, this website here um, has this article here on Fratelli Tutti, and check this out, check this out. Um, the headline is Fratelli Tutti, sub, sub, subheading encyclical letter of Pope Francis on fraternity and social friendship. Now listen to these opening words. Pope Francis signed the encyclical letter Fratelli Tutti in Assisi. That's, he got the name Francis from, from the Saint Francis of Assisi, mm-hmm. who guess mm-hmm. what was also a mystic. Do you know that? Nope. He was a mystic. He was an environmentalist. He was a mystic. And he cared for the poor and so forth. Everything that Pope Francis espouses. Let's keep going. That, that's not in the article, but I'm just throwing that in. Um, on October 3, check this. The text of which was made public the following day. Notice, this is the, this is the opening sentence here describing this um, encyclical. It, that is Fratelli Tutti, proposes fraternity and social friendship as the ways indicated to build a better, more just and peaceful world with the commitment of all people and institutions. So this encyclical is designed to bring about justice and peace in this world Hmm. for the entire world, for people and institutions. 
Peace wow. and safety. Doesn't that ring a bell? <laughs> didn't didn't it say somewhere in the Bible when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them like labor pains? Yes. That's First Thessalonians chapter five, verse three. Yeah. And it's no surprise, you talked about the dots coming together. It's no surprise that the Roman pontiff, Pope Francis, is seen as the world's leading peacemaker today. Mm. He's seen as the world's leading peacemaker. In fact, when they had um, the recent peace World Peace Conference that you know hosted a number of world religions, guess where it was held in Rome? And it had as a tagline, Rome, city of peace. (laughs) Literally, it had that as a tagline. Rome, the city of peace. And the other, another headline was the cry for peace. Mm. I'm like, have mercy. That's right out of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 3. When they say peace and safety, when they cry out peace and safety. Sudden destruction. Yeah. So, so this encyclical is about peace. Mm -hmm. Now, what's the environmental? Encyclical all about. Let me suggest safety. I was going to say the planet, but yeah. The planet. If we don't take care of our planet, what are they saying? We're going to die. We're going to die. That's not very safe, is it? Nope. <laughs> <That's> not, <laughs> so, so a happy and a prosperous and a healthy planet creates for safety and prosperity and Fratelli Tutti, the other encyclical, which is about social friendships and coming together, provides for justice and peace in the world. Mm. Wow, can you believe it? So these two encyclicals are not only tapping into those first two blessings of Eden and they're saying that the first day of the week is the solution, but these two encyclicals are tapping into that peace and safety of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 3. I only saw that this week. That's amazing. I only saw that connection this week. I have not seen that till you shared it. And a third connection. Are you ready for this? Oh, here we go. Okay, the we've, bonus. We've shared this before, <laughs> but what nation on the planet oh, is yes. the world's leading military nation that, that the world looks up to for safety? It has to be the United States of America. And we've just mentioned that what... What entity or what system on the planet does the world look to, religious and political figures, when it comes to it has peace? to be the Pope. The Pope and the papacy. Mm-hmm. So we have peace and safety. Coming together. The USA and the papacy, <laughs> Revelation 13, Genesis 1 and 2, all coming together. All the pieces are coming together, my friend. <laughs> you can't make this stuff no, up. No, you can't. You just, you cannot, just cannot make this stuff up. So that's really, really interesting. And, um, yeah, so... Um, yeah, just interesting, very, very interesting, and um, I won't, I won't go through some more headlines. Um, you know, these these joint appeals for peace and unity of our human family. Mm-hmm. So now we're talking collective because once upon a time, Sharice, I'm not sure if you're aware, but once upon a time, encyclicals were written for the membership of the Church of Rome. Mm-hmm. But now Pope Francis He's has addressed it to the world. He's now addressed it to the world. Actually, and that's in the documentary. The letter. A le- the letter. A yeah. letter for the world. A letter for the world. So now Pope Francis is saying, no, the issues that I address are not just for my community of faith, which wow. is one billion plus, point. but now the things that I'm addressing is for the whole human fraternity, for the eight billion people. And in light of that, God has a message for the world. He does. In Revelation 14, uh, verses 6 through 12, those three angels' messages clearly come from heaven addressed to the world. Mm. 
Mm, absolutely. And the first call is fear God, give glory to him. Indeed, indeed. So it's really, really fascinating how all these pieces are coming together. It is. And, um, you know, even just going back to 2015, when Pope Francis visited the United States of America, um, let's just remember what happened, what what titanic prophetic events took place. He addressed a joint sitting of Congress there for the first time in history that a Roman pontiff had addressed the a joint sitting of the of of, of the Congress, yeah. you know, both the House and the Senate and the Supreme Court justices. They were all there in the front row sitting. There's a photo of that. Um, incredible, incredible. He was there, you know, in Philadelphia where the Declaration of Independence was signed and the Constitution. He was there in New York. He addressed he addressed the United Nations um, and he gave the opening address before the vote was taken on the 17 sustainable development goals that would lead the world from 215 to 230, mm-hmm. um, 2030. And, um, and it's no wonder that, that the, that the Roman papacy has put out the sustainable development when it comes to the environment. And it's just phenomenal. He is all over it like a rash, he like is, a he rash. Is. You know what? Um, we just passed the anniversary of JFK's assassination. Oh wow! So I uh, that was November twenty two, and I went back and listened to some of his speeches. Mm-hmm. Amazing to compare how he was talking back, you know, when mm. he was president, and how things are today. Amazing. You should look it up on YouTube wow. and, and just I'll see. Have to have a look at that. It's yeah. It's like we're in a pot and the water's getting hotter, and oh. we just don't know we're being. It's cooked. boiling. It's boiling. <laughs> well, more than. Really Ruby's Image of God. They're going to bring us this song, Image of God. Hope you enjoy it. Jesus. 
Well, if that isn't a timeless truth, I don't know what is. The image of God. You and I are made in the image of God. Mm, amen. Beautiful song. And we are continuing here on our program on this beautiful Wednesday afternoon, December 7. We are here and we have released the code word already, mm-hmm. the, the prize, which has already been claimed by some. There's just a couple left. But it's this amazing book, The Great Controversy, which he gave a great plug for at the beginning Everyone of the last Everyone needs segment. to read it. Everyone needs if to read it. If you haven't got the book. If you, you haven't got this book. You need to get it. Then this is something for you yeah, to text in for. I'd love for you to text in. Um, text in the code word TRUTH102. No space, just TRUTH102 204 And if you don't have this book, please do so. You will really, really be blown away by it as you read. It's a fantastic book. Mm, amazing, amazing. It absolutely is amazing. So, Charissa, as we as we continue this Bible study, it's it's pretty full on. I told you it'd be huge. Yeah. And it's going to get even bigger. So, as we're putting all these pieces together, we need to read a text. Um, I've sort of been sharing yeah. overall. Revelation 13, verse 3 here speaks of the world wondering. Revelation 13, verse 3, and I'm going to just sort of give some comment on this. So, Revelation 13, verse 3. Yes, the Bible says, And I saw one of his heads as if it had been mortally wounded, and his deadly wound was healed, and all the world marveled and followed the beast. Okay, so who are we speaking of here? Who is this beast that we are speaking of? Well, it's the sea beast power of Revelation Mm -hmm. 13, which if we put all the characteristics together has to be the Roman church-state system, the the papacy. That's right. So this is this power. So this is an end-time context. It says that this power would receive a mortal wound, which it did mm-hmm. in 1798 when Napoleon took you know, the Pope prisoner and did away with, uh, with the papal um, supremacy that had lasted for 1260 years, according to Bible prophecy. But it says, and his deadly wound was healed. Mm. And it, then it goes on and it says, and 
all the world will marvel and follow the beast. It's very interesting because every other beast of Bible prophecy that received a mortal wound didn't That's come right. back. It didn't have a resurrection, but this one does have a res- res- resurrection. Now, it's interesting, that word there, marveled. Now, I'm going to share with you why I think this is significant based on what I've shared already. The word marveled, um, or I should say, yeah, marveled or wondered, depending on your version, appears 46 times in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. And it means to exceedingly admire or to marvel or to, to, to look at with great wonder. So this is this is what I this to admire to admire yeah to admire. So when you think of when you think of uh, Pope Francis and those two encyclicals, and remember bringing the left and the right together on that one day that's going to be set aside around the world, that's going to incorporate uh, people and planet peace and safety. Um, it's going to be it's going to tick all the boxes. It's going to tick all the boxes. The world is going to be like, wow, mm. how could this power pull this off? Because the world's going to be in such a crisis point that it's going to be looking for leadership and a leader to lead the world because it's in a crisis. And in this vacuum, we have the Roman papacy, according to Revelation thirteen three, that's going to step up and the world is going to wonder and follow. Because who else? Do you know of any other system, do you know of any other government, even the United Nations, has not been able to come up with a plan to bring people and planet together, to bring the left and the right together? We have not had anyone come up with that. God came up with that at the beginning in Genesis 1 and 2, but now the enemy, through this papal system that the enemy will use at the end of time, takes those principles from the Garden of Eden and rolls them out to the world through the counterfeit Sabbath. Mm. And the world will wonder. And now, if you go to Revelation 17, check this out. In fact, that word wonder is so significant. I looked it up um, some of those times where it appears in the New Testament. And the first time that it appears is in Matthew chapter 8, verse 10. And it says there, when Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to those who followed, Assuredly, I say to you, I've not found such great faith, not even in Israel. That's that centurion that comes with his, with his, um, with his request for his servant to be healed. And, and Jesus says, not a problem, I'll come. And he says, no, 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 don't come. You know, you just say the word. Say the word and my servant will be healed. And Jesus marveled because he hadn't seen such great faith in all of Israel. Another time that word marveled or wondered is, is used is in Matthew eight twenty seven, where it says, um, you know, the disciples, uh, when Jesus calms the sea, they marvel, the Bible says, saying, who can this be that even the winds and the sea obey him? So this marveling is, is something incredible. Yeah. And it's, in- That's interesting. and it's incredible that we have a marvel series. Oh, we do. That Marvel comic series. Oh, you know, know, the superheroes. I Guess what? It's yeah. called the Marvel series. Interesting. I'm telling you, I these was, things are not coincidental. What, what have you found there? I was just thinking about it all, and we might have mentioned this before, but, you know, Jesus received a mortal wound. Mm. And he came back and he said, And I, if I am lifted up, I will draw all men to me. Mm-hmm. So it's like a real counterfeit of Christ. It is. It is. And his religion and his faith. Like, it is. Yeah. And the disciples marveled and they wondered when they saw the resurrected Christ. Mm. And the world will wonder when it sees this resurrected 
system, this church-state system. Now, if you go to Revelation 17, and it's interesting there, um, we won't take the word, but in verses 6 to 8, the word marvel there in connection with, um, you know, with this final end time system that that will be established. The word marvel is mm. used three times. Interesting. Three times. Here verses 6 through 8 mm-hmm. of uh, Revelation 17. I saw the woman drunk with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. And when I saw her, this is John speaking, I marveled with great amazement. But the angel said to me, why did you marvel? I will tell you the mystery of the woman and of the beast that carries her, which is seven heads and the ten horns. The beast that you saw was and is not and will ascend out of the bottomless pit and go to perdition. And those who dwell on the earth will marvel mm-hmm. whose names are not written in the book of life. Mm-hmm. That's wow. Revelation 13, 8. From the foundation of the world, when they see the beast that was and is not and yet is. Ooh, have so you mercy. don't want to be marveling after have this beast. Have mercy. Can you see it there repeated? Yeah. But it's magnified. Now, Revelation 13, 3 goes into overdrive when you read verse 12 and 13. Read 17, verse 12 and 13. I'll read 17. Verse 12 and 13. The Bible says here, The ten horns which you saw are ten kings who have received no kingdom as yet, but they receive authority for one hour as kings with the beast. These are of one mind, and they will give their power and authority to the beast. Wow. So the world marveled in Revelation mm-hmm. thirteen three. Here we have the ten kings, which is a, a symbol of all the nations. Mm-hmm. So ten represents, you know, worldwide. Oh. It's a symbol of all the nations that will give their power and their authority for one hour, so just for a short time. And it's interesting that it mentions they are, they are of one mind, mm-hmm. they have one hour, um, and we know that this is right at the end because if you read verse 14, notice what it says in verse 14. These will make war with the Lamb, and the Lamb will overcome them, for he is Lord of lords and King of kings, and those who are with him are called Chosen and faithful. Mm, so this is right at the end. And it's interesting when you go to verse 17, if you want to read verse 17. For God has put into their hearts to fulfill his purpose, to be of one mind, and to give their kingdom to the beast until the words of God are fulfilled. Mm, but guess what? At the end of time, the nations of the world will realize mm-hmm. that this that this allegiance that they have given, that this wandering and following after this power that has led them, contrary to God's will, that that will lead to destruction when they realize that, when destruction begins to come, and that's the seven last plagues, when they begin to fall, then they will turn on this power. Mm -hmm. They will turn on this this religio-political power, the Roman papacy, and you read of that in verse 16. Read verse 16, if you could please. Of chapter 17. 17. The Bible says here, And the ten horns which you saw on the beast, these will hate the harlot, make her desolate and naked, eat her flesh and burn her with fire. This is all very symbolic. Mm -hmm. All very symbolic. So this is what will happen. And it's interesting when you read uh, Revelation 18 on three occasions there, it speaks of, you know, the kings of the earth and the merchants of the earth. They they in one hour receive their judgment, yep. which is which is symbolic for a very short space of time. Yep. So their rulership um, and their unity and their allegiance Amazing. will be for a short time, but it will all come crashing down mm. in one hour, it says. You know, that, that will come to an hour. Now, 
what will be the the thing that brings them all together, Sharissa? This is incredible. This is incredible. What's going to bring the whole world together, the left, the right, and everyone? Because there are those that are like, Everybody, well. I hope you're listening. Here's the big moment. Here it is. Here it is. Because there are those that are like, ah, oh, yeah, Danny, yeah, the left and the right, yeah, whatever. You know, what about those who are not living in the Western world? What about those who are not living um, in a world where it's left and right and and where, you know, the, the there is no issue regarding sort of worship from a Christian point of view? How on earth are they going to come on board? Well, here it is. Revelation 18, verse 23. If you could read that for us, please. All right. Here it is. The Bible says, The light of a lamp shall not shine in you anymore, and the voice of bridegroom and bride shall not be heard in you anymore. For your merchants were the great men of the earth, for by your sorcery all the nations were deceived. Ooh, okay, Sharissa. How much of the nations were deceived? All. All the nations were deceived by what? Sorcery. Sorcery. Okay. Okay. Wow. I thought I'd do a bit of digging. Yes. And I decided to look up that word sorcery. And guess what the word is? It's the word pharmakia. We've heard that before. Pharmakia, but it goes way, way beyond pharmacy. Obviously, the word pharmacy (laughs) in English comes from that. But this is what the word means. Okay. This is from the Strong's Concordance. Pharmakia. It means medication, mm-hmm. magic, sorcery, witchcraft, poisoning, often found in connection with idolatry and fostered by it. Mm. So it's a term that's often found in connection with idolatry and fostered by it. The false Sabbath will be idolatry. Mm. And we have magic, sorcery, witchcraft, and the poisoning of the minds of the people. I was going to say, pharmakia sounds like something that would medicate the mind. So it's like uh, everybody's minds have sort of been trained to think a certain way okay. about something. All right. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Now, think about the very first lie. Yeah. This was in Eden. In the Garden of Eden. Satan, what was it? Satan spun a good one. He said um, that you will not surely die. If, if they disobeyed God. If they disobeyed God and they ate from that tree, yeah. from the tree that God said, do not eat, That's from the tree right. of the knowledge of God, you will not surely die. So uh-huh. what was Satan saying? You are what? You're immortal. Like who? Like God. Like God. The immortality of the soul was the very first mm-hmm. lie. Mm-hmm. And that will be the final lie, the foundational final lie that Satan will deceive the entire world. Now, mm-hmm. let me explain. What do we have permeating every single major world religion. The doctrine of what? That there's life after death. Life after You don't really die. The immortality of the soul. It's mm-hmm. not just in Christian church. Islam, Hinduism, Buddhism, the New Age, you name it. Hollywood. Is it any wonder that Hollywood's biggest blockbusters have the supernatural, spiritualism, the occult, magic, sorcery, witchcraft woven all the way through? Mm. And the Bible says that there is life after death, but it's not that we are immortal. No. It's when Jesus comes, he raises us from the dead if we have died. Uh-huh. So death is asleep. Uh-huh, yes. And then we receive that finishing touch of immortality. It's the gift of eternal life. Yes. The gift of immortality. So none of us have that right no, now. No, we don't. The Bible says God alone has immortality. Exactly. He alone has immortality. And there are some that think, oh, yeah, at the resurrection, I'm going to receive immortality forevermore, and I am... You know, safe and secure, home and hose, don't need to worry. But the reality is there's a tree 
of life mm. in the Garden of Eden after sin has been eradicated. There's no tree of the knowledge of good and evil because that's, mm-hmm. there's no need for that. Everyone's made their choice. There's no need to make a choice. But the tree of life remains, and it says in in um, in Isaiah chapter 66 that from one Sabbath to another and from one new moon to another, all flesh will gather before God. And in Revelation 21 and 22, it speaks of every month we will come to the tree of life mm. to receive that fruit. So by faith, we will continue to live forever. So by mm. faith, we will receive from that tree of life every month and continue to live forever by faith. Wow. <laughs> by faith. Wow. And so immortality. That must be a big tree. Immortality will continue to be a gift that God will give to his created beings month by month as they continue to put their faith and trust in him. Now, what's interesting? We we better listen to what Roscoe has to say. And then we'll be back. Roscoe Johnny is going to bring us Come Thou Fount. So don't go anywhere. This is going to be a good one.
Breakfast Show. Bits worth repeating. Paul, to prove his discipleship, he says, Well, actually, I am a true disciple because I've suffered the most for Christ. I have been beaten up by my countrymen. I've been lost at sea, perils in waters, perils in land, perils in the country, perils in the wilderness, perils in the city, perils to robbers, perils to Jews. He walks into a town and he preaches and they're like, well, we don't like you, so we're going to stone you to death. And then they stone him to death. And then he's like, not dead, and walks back into the town. It walks right he just back walks into back in. Or where he goes to Philippi and gets like whipped almost to death. And all these different stories yeah. of Paul just absolutely suffering for God's sake. If the Christian principles of the Bible are meant to lead us to have a better life, then why is he suffering so much? That's the very point. Following God's way leads to a better life, one that can sustain absolute suffering. The suffering that Paul went through as a Bible preacher, and we've been talking about China and how the gospel has been growing under persecution, and that's because those people, they have this hope that despite what they go through in this life, there is a life to come Mm. in which there will not be death or pain or sickness or suffering. And so they believe, oh, any suffering that I go through now is absolutely Worth worth it. And we read a verse like this and it's like, this is the point, guys. You are going to be persecuted for what you believe. Absolutely. And if it's only for the sake of a good life today, or even in the next 10 years, the next 15, even for the next 80 years, if you believe that your persecution for Christ is just worth 80 years, your faith means nothing. Mm. It's futile. We believe in a heaven to come. This was a segment from The Breakfast Show. Join in each weekday morning here on Faith FM. Hey everyone, you're listening to a repeat of our live show, Looking Up. That's right, and if you think this is good, you'll definitely want to tune in on Wednesdays at 3.30 to join us for the live event, because you can actually participate. It's a free giveaway that you can claim. You can text in your questions and prayer requests. Live is so much more fun, so catch you then. Look here on the Looking Up show. What an appropriate intro. Look up. Beautiful. Look up. Beautiful voice. And uh, look, we have been enjoying this study just before you take us away into this um, continuing Bible study, Pastor Danny. We should just remind our listeners there are just a very small number of prizes to be claimed. The Great Controversy book is the one that is to be claimed. And if you've never read it, if you do not have a copy of this book, you can still be in the running to get one. The number to text is 048817624 and the code word is TRUTH102. No space, TRUTH102. Text that to the number 048817624. Let me stop. One. So let's go back to <laughs> the code word. We're going to get there, folks. Hang in there. Don't go away. Don't the go away. The code word is truth102. The number is 048-17624. Is that the <laughs> true I number? I haven't confused everybody. But and the true code word. The true code word. <laughs> It's truth one zero two. I love it. I love it. And the number zero four triple eight one seven six two four. Text and that. Just be mindful, folks. There's only 
Four weeks to go. <laughs> only four weeks to go. <laughs> yeah, and there's only a few uh, books to go. <laughs> exactly. Make sure you get in there. The great controversy in these last few minutes that we have, we're going to take a look at this mm-hmm. book now. Um, I don't have I don't have time to to do too much um, uh, elaborating, Sharissa, but spiritualism and uh, signs, miracles, and wonders, which is what we have been set up. Through Hollywood, through the the popular, you know, through the world religions and the immortality of the soul that we spoke of before, that beautiful piece of music, um, or and and the news, that is front and center at the end of time in the book of Revelation. So Revelation thirteen verses eleven to fourteen talks about signs and wonders and even fire coming down from heaven. It does. Revelation sixteen thirteen and fourteen. I'm just giving the scriptures there. Talks about uh, these three unclean spirits. That are like frogs that go out to the to the ends of the world, you know, to deceive the world, mm-hmm. um, to you know, fall into line with the dragon, the beast, and the false prophet. This 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 counterfeit trinity that we find in the book of Revelation. Then you've got Revelation eighteen verses two and three. Once again, spirits, demons, spiritualism front and center at the end of time to deceive the world, and God calls His people out of Babylon. Mm-hmm. This is what is the glue that brings Babylon together. And then, of course, we've got Second Thessalonians chapter two verses nine and ten. There, the apostle Paul speaks of these lying spirits and and spiritualism. And, and and Satan's counterfeit and signs and wonders and miracles that are there to deceive the world. Mm-hmm. Jesus talked about it in Matthew 24, verses 23 and 24, where he talked about you know false prophets, false Christ, showing great signs and wonders to deceive even the very elect. So all the way through the New Testament, Jesus, the book of Revelation, the Apostle Paul, they all say that Signs, wonders, spiritualism, counterfeit miracles is going to be part of Satan's end time plan wow. to deceive the world. And you can totally see how that would work when, uh, you know, some people don't believe maybe in God or things like that, but seeing is believing even for mm-hmm. the atheists. So mm-hmm. that, that would bring the whole world in. And that's how Satan, Satan knows people will go with their senses. Mm-hmm. They'll go with their senses rather than with the word of God. Speaking of that. In the introduction to the book, that's our prize mm-hmm. giveaway today. There's the great a, controversy. There's, yep, the great controversy. There's a line which I've always really enjoyed, and it says that the Bible is to be the test of every experience. Mm. So we can't even trust our senses no, in the can't. final crisis pretty clearly from what you're telling us here as we read the Bible. We have to test everything and all things by God's word. Absolutely. And praise God has given us a test, praise the Lord, a standard. We have the word. And Satan wanted to tempt Jesus into going with his senses, mm-hmm. you know, prove that you are the son of God, turn these stones into bread, do a miracle, mm. prove to me. The religious leaders, you know, show us a sign from heaven. Yeah, Tell us that you are it. Get Come down off the cross well, yeah. and we'll believe you. Exactly. And I mean, and the way Satan works is always to cast doubt mm. on God's word mm-hmm. from the very beginning in Genesis. Mm-hmm. Has God indeed said? Exactly. 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 So, so Satan says. works through the supernatural mm-hmm. to deceive us yeah, into senses. believing the lie and putting our faith and trust in our senses rather, like you said, in the word of God. That's why Jesus said, man does not live by bread of life, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Amen. And God's word is truth. And it's really fascinating that, like I said earlier, Hollywood has come out with these popular um spiritualistic movies mm-hmm. 
based on magic and witchcraft and so on and so forth. That's do, dealing with the supernatural. That's dealing with you know life after death and dealing with everything that is in connection with that. And um, and you know Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, Harry Potter books, video games, you name it, spiritualistic phenomena. You know is is just rife. And it's interesting that Hollywood. Now I don't know if you knew this. But I went to Wikipedia, and <laughs> what and Wikipedia. It's it's called Wikipedia. Okay. <laughs> Wikipedia instead of Wikipedia. Wikipedia, yeah. and there I wanted to discover Hollywood, a mm. little more on Hollywood. And you know that you know we know all know Hollywood. You know that's when the movies yeah. are produced. But the, oh, there is a wood, and it's called Holly. Mm-hmm. There is a wood that's called Holly. So Hollywood. Okay. Now check this out. Holly, this wood can be used in consecration and in spells for material gain, physical revenge, beauty, protection, luck, and dream magic. Notice, holy, this wood holy, can also be utilized in any ritual relating to death and rebirth. Wow. Holy wood makes very good wands, which can be used to banish unwanted entities and command evoked spirits and it goes on it says holly planted near a home is said to repel poison and protect from witchcraft and lightning the wood has the power to tame animals now guess what kind of wood the wand that harry potter used was made from holly hollywood (laughs) can you believe it can you believe it fascinating stuff now guess what is the most popular trending um, TikTok video at the moment. Tell me. Witch talk. Yeah, you mentioned that Witch last talk. time. Hey? 30 billion views on TikTok. Witch talk. Wow. And um, so this is now becoming mainstream, huge. In connection with um, Halloween, you know, that we had just back in, back in October, um, Disney – Disney is at the forefront of spiritualism and witchcraft. If parents have got children, do not let them go anywhere near the Disney movies that contain spiritualism, magic. It's all from the enemy. It's all from Satan. Um, they put out this book called Hocus Pocus, you know, spell book, a guide to spells, potions um, for the aspiring Salem witch. This was for kids. Mm. This is from Disney. This is what they've put out, you know, hocus pocus, you know, a spell book. And so this is really fascinating. Now, from this book, The Great Controversy, check this out. This was written back in 1888. Okay, so many moons ago. In the chapter entitled The Impending Conflict, chapter 36, The Great Controversy, this is what the author Ellen White writes. Through the two great errors, the immortality of the soul, which we've talked about, and Sunday sacredness, these two, Satan will bring the people under his deceptions, while the former, that's spiritualism or the immortality of the soul, while the former lays the foundation of spiritualism, the latter creates a bond of sympathy with Rome. Hmm. We see that all coming together. The Protestants of the United States will be foremost in stretching their hands across the gulf to grasp the hand of spiritualism. That's exactly happening right now. They will reach over the abyss to clasp hands with the Roman power. Absolutely happening right now. And under the influence of this threefold union, you remember the three powers in the Revelation, the dragon, the beast, and the false prophet, the dragon, Satan, working through spiritualism. He's the one that performs the signs and the wonders and the miracles. And he combines with 
apostate Protestantism and the papacy, which we read of here, through this threefold union, this country, speaking of the United States, will follow in the steps of Rome in trampling on the rights of conscience. Wow. The, the Constitution is going by the way. Now, spiritualism is founded on two key principles. Number one, conscious life exists after death. That's the immortality of the soul. That's what Satan deceived mm-hmm, Eve into mm-hmm. believing. And secondly, the dead can communicate with the living. Mm-hmm. And guess what we're discovering more and more? The United States government has recently been sharing that they think that some of these UFOs may have may have non-human origin. Hmm. Has there been a lot of UFO mm-hmm. activity? Mm-hmm. So they're saying we're not quite sure. Now, what's going to happen, Sharissa, if Satan decides... Um, and we know that he's going to do this if he decides that he's going to begin to impersonate prophets, individuals that have died from the past, significant individuals, or even Christ himself. Mm-hmm. And people put their faith and trust in their senses. Or it's going to be Satan's demons, Satan's, Satan's demons impersonating loved ones, that family members, like, friends. It would be like the crowning act of deception. It will be. And, I mean, because even people who have deceased loved ones who supposedly come back, you know, demons masquerading as deceased mm-hmm. loved ones, that's very convincing to people, mm-hmm. let alone the devil impersonating Christ himself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he might empty hospitals. Yeah. He might say things that Jesus might say. Mm-hmm. He might, yeah. Mm-hmm. do things, have this amazing presence about him, but it's all a deception. And Jesus even told us, didn't he, in Matthew 24. That's why it's you really know, important for he, us to know the real Jesus. And we need to know how Jesus will return, that mm-hmm. he will not be here on earth, That's he right. will not step foot on the earth, but he'll be up in the clouds, he'll come with a loud voice. There's the going dead to be, are going to rise. The dead are going to rise. It's we'll meet him in the air. Exactly, we'll meet him in the air, it's, and so on and so forth. So we need to know all these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, very important. True. Now, it's interesting, the book, The Great Controversy. Check this out. This book is inspired. If you just take a look at the chapters, right? Take a look at the chapters from chapter 35. So there's 42 chapters in The Great Controversy, okay? From chapter 35 onwards, you have chapter 35. The title of the chapter is Liberty of Conscience Threatened. Okay. Have sounds we, familiar. Sounds familiar. Chapter 36. Sounds something we could relate to. <laughs> chapter 36, the impending conflict. We read that statement from that yep, chapter. Yep. 37, the scriptures are safeguard. Ooh. Can you believe it? It's in the midst of the end time conflict chapters. The scriptures are safeguard. That's it. Hmm. How we're going to stay safe and secure from... From the deceptions of spiritualism, the scriptures, and I include the word only, the scriptures, our only safeguard. Mm-hmm. And then number 38, the final warning. Number 39, the time of trouble. Yes. Number 40, God's people delivered. And then the last wow. two chapters dealing with, you know, the end of time and the new earth. But guess what precedes chapter 35? The uh, kid, snares of the devil. Do the devil talk to us? Here we go, yes. Chapter 33, the first great deception. Uh-huh. Eve, which yeah. and chapter 34, before the liberty of conscience, is can our dead speak to us? Mm-hmm. So what precedes the final conflict? Spiritualism. Hmm. It's right there in the book how the chapters are set up. You don't up. even have to read the book. You just read the chapter titles. Just the chapter titles tell us <laughs> what is coming. And what has the devil been doing? Setting the world up through Hollywood and through, through the popular world religions and now climate justice. 
and climate change is becoming a spiritual issue. And what if you have Satan and his demons turning up and saying, we need to save the environment by setting aside a day. We need a day for the environment. We need a day for peace. We need a day for the people. We need a day for families. We need a day to get morality back on the right path. We need a day to save the planet and people. What if Satan begins turning up, performing signs and miracles and wonders? What are the people going to do? They're going to come together. The left and the right are going to come together and they're going to say, yes, we need to set this day aside. Wow. We've been set up. We have been set up by the enemy to be receptive and to be ready to receive his final counterfeit. Amen. It's incredible. Well, well, you Whew. have you have set the table, and that was an amazing meal that we have digested together here in our Bible study. We are going to listen to Kemi Agendi, and her song is entitled "How." When we are, when she's done, we're going to have some final thoughts as we wrap this all up. Come to the altar, come to the altar Wear your best clothes, we'll put on a show Just get comfortable, this space is all yours It's all about you Come to the Saviour, God our Creator Come, let us praise Him for maybe an hour Then when we're done, we'll Pack him all up, send him back to his corner Sing about Jesus, sing of his love Sing of the life that he gave up for us But heaven forbid that God would have the nerve to ask you to give up your own What you say, you believe Let him write it on your heart Let him carve it on each part of who you are Cause how can we follow Christ only when it's convenient? How can we worship a God who we don't even know? His word for a moment or so Take what you like and leave what you don't Tell me how Tell me how What you say you believe Would you write it with your blood The God we say we love, oh, he's worth it all. He is worth it all. What you stand here and sing, let him write it on your heart. Let him carve it on each part of who you are. Don't 
This ain't a game. Stop playing games. Listening to Kemi Ogendi How featuring Anna Weatherup and Pastor Danny. This this program has just flown today. Mm, it has on our um, on December seven. <laughs> just keep repeating that so you know what day it is. But uh, what would be some final thoughts you'd like to share with our listeners as we wrap this study up? Okay, well, some final thoughts that I probably need to tag on to what I've shared is um, once again from that book, The Great Controversy, when it comes to communication from the spirits. Some, some very interesting thoughts for us to ponder on. And um, this is one from page 590 of that book, The Great Controversy, where she writes, Communications from the spirits will declare that God has sent them to convince the rejectors of Sunday of their error, affirming that the laws of the land should be obeyed as the law of God. They will lament the great wickedness in the world and second the testimony of religious teachers. So can you see the religious teachers are going to be on board? that the degraded state of morals, which we've talked about, is caused by the desecration of Sunday. Great will be the indignation excited against all who refuse to accept their testimony. So we can clearly see that spiritualism is going to be connected with the religious establishment and they are going to uh, utilise spiritualism for a way to say that we need to get morals back on track and we know that morals uh, are in bad shape in the Western world and the desecration of Sunday will be seen as that. Another interesting statement from from the previous page, 589, where she writes that Satan will work through the elements, you know, to garner his harvest of unprepared souls. He says, she says, he has studied the secrets of the laboratories of nature and he uses all his power to control the elements as far as God allows. And then she goes on, in accidents and calamities, by sea and land, in great conflagrations, in fierce tornadoes and hailstorms, in tempests, floods, cyclones, tidal waves and earthquakes, in every place and in a thousand forms, Satan is exercising his power. He sweeps away the ripening harvest and famine and distress follow. He imparts to the air a deadly taint and thousands perish by the pestilence. And then she goes on, these visitations are to become more and more frequent and disastrous. Destruction will be upon both man and beast. And then the great deceiver will persuade men that those who serve God are causing these evils. And it will be declared that men are offending God by the violation of the Sunday Sabbath and that this sin has brought calamities which will not cease until Sunday observance shall be strictly enforced 
and that those who present the claims of the fourth commandment, thus destroying the reverence for Sunday, are troublers of the people, reminding us of Elijah, mm-hmm. and um, and uh, in those days preventing their restoration to divine favor and temporal prosperity or peace and safety. So what we what we are seeing right now is the build up to what is coming, what what is written in this book, The Great Controversy, that everyone needs to read. Mm, amazing. Huge. So we're right there. We're, we're right there. Very exciting times we're ahead. We're nearing home. We are nearing home. Praise the Lord for that. There's a better world coming. Amen. Well, Pastor Danny, would you like to close um, this with prayer? Amen. Amen. Father in heaven, we want to thank you again for the blessings of your word, for the sure word of prophecy, for the truth that we have in your word. And Lord, as we compare scripture with scripture, as we take a look at the news headlines, as we take a look at the, the the writings in this book, The Great Controversy, this book that you inspired through your Holy Spirit, through your servant, um, Ellen White. Father, we realize that as we put all the dots together that we are nearing home. Help us to continue to keep looking up, to encourage others as we press forward, preparing for those heavenly courts that you have prepared for all those who love you. Bless us, be with us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you all for joining us for our program this afternoon. We have uh, one more live broadcast left uh, on this for the Looking Out program next Wednesday. And we're going to be continuing with a Christmas theme. And uh, you'll have to just join us again next week to find out more about it. We encourage you to stay tuned to this channel because we've got the Drive Time program coming live from Adelaide, which is also exciting. And look, we just we just hope and pray that you continue to have a safe uh, December on the roads and in all that you do. And remember that fear looks around, regret looks back, but faith always looks up. So keep looking up, looking to Jesus because he is coming soon. Up, don't give up, don't give up when there's pain deep in your heart. Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up should the tears begin to start with a prayer all your cares he will cast into the depths of the sea his love is always there for